turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. In this day and age, the Spirit of God points us to Christ. That's what the Spirit does through godly and sound teachers. They do not preach themselves. They do not even preach about the Holy Spirit. They preach about Christ. The Word of God comes to a crescendo pointing us to Jesus Christ. It should always be all about Jesus. Everything points to Him. It seems like in a lot of churches, he is neglected almost to the point of being forgotten. One church I visited had a plaque engraved on the pulpit that said, Sir, we want to see Jesus, taken from John chapter 12. They just wanted to remind anyone who stepped behind the pulpit that the center of the church's message is supposed to be Jesus. We should sing about him, teach about him, witness about him, and preach about him. Any other message, any other gospel where Jesus is only an afterthought is a false gospel being taught by a false prophet. Verse by Verse Radio is devoted to making Jesus the center of our message and our ministry. We want you to know him personally and love him deeply. This broadcast is a ministry of Lakeside Community Chapel of Clearwater, Florida. Our church is located between U.S. 19 and the beaches. Come visit us sometime. Call the church at 727-441-1714 for directions and service times. Thanks for listening with us today. Now, here's Pastor Steve with today's message on Verse by Verse. Let's open our Bibles once again to 1 John, John's first letter. And I want to read to you from chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. John writes, Beloved, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We continue our study of these very, very, very significant verses that deal with the issue of discerning truth from error. John calls upon his readers, and by way of application, all of us, to test every teacher as to whether or not the Spirit, this is how he puts it, the Spirit speaking through that teacher is the Holy Spirit or is a demonic Spirit. That's the thought here. That's what he's talking about. In other words, he wants his readers to examine every teacher they hear as to whether or not this man speaks from God or from 
Satan. And the reason that John is so compelled to say this is because his original readers, his original audiences, you may very well recall, they were exposed to a lot of false teachers. We're calling them the Gnostics, those who, who emphasized knowledge. They had infiltrated the church that John was addressing, or perhaps even a series of churches, and they had confused these folks over a number of issues, especially the issue of assurance of salvation. In fact, if you look, look at chapter 4, verse 1, the end of verse 1, notice what John says, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's why this is so important. You've been exposed to many false prophets. They've gone out into the world, and you need to be aware of them. Now, folks, today we are over 2,000 years removed from John's situation and the precise situation that his original readers were facing. But the issue of discerning truth from error True teachers from false teachers is just as relevant today as it was back then. In fact, there are more false teachers now than there really were 2,000 years ago. And the technology of mass media has exposed God's people to many more teachers and false heresy than John's readers could have ever ever imagined. And so spiritual discernment is an incredibly significant issue facing us. And I mentioned to you that it is still amazing to me after all these years that I've known Christ and all these years that I've been a pastor, I'm still amazed at how so many Christians seem to be lacking in discernment as evidenced by the fact that they, they gravitate to, to love books that frankly are based on heresy, though they are dressed in Christian language. They tend to love teachers who never talk about sin and never talk about repentance and never talk about genuine salvation in Christ. Although they may mention Bible verses and though they may mention the name of Jesus, they never get to the heart of the gospel. But they're very popular with Christians. It is amazing to me that there are Christians who are attracted to movements that appeal solely to fleshly desires, all in the name of Christianity. So I tell you that discernment is a major issue. It is, it is one of the most important issues facing a Christian. Remember, as we noted last week, all that glitters is not gold. It's fool's gold. Fool's gold still attracts and deceives many Christians. And the result is that there are believers who are stunted in their spiritual growth, and they don't grow into the mature Christian that they could grow into. And by that I mean they don't grow in Christ-likeness like they should. They remain, according to Paul from Ephesians 4, spiritual infants, gullible and naive and confused over who to believe and what to believe. And in the words of Paul, they are tossed about by every wind of doctrine and the deceitfulness of men. What Paul means by that is that there are Christians who gravitate to every fad that hits the Christian market. Every religious trend, whatever's new, they tend to rush to embrace. And as a result, they are stunted in their Christian life. They remain spiritually childish. Not childlike, but childish. Therefore, this issue of discernment is a critical one for us today, as it was in John's Day. And we need to learn how to tell the difference between a, te- a teacher who speaks God's truth and a teacher who speaks 
Satan's lies. And you know what? That's not always easy. That's why we need discernment. If it was easy, it would be obvious. But it's not always obvious because Satan, we read in the Word, is a deceiver. He doesn't always give you straightforward errors. Otherwise, it would be easy to detect. His errors, especially in the context of Christianity, they are mixed with some truth, so it can be challenging to figure out who is of God and who is not. See, if the devil's lies were straightforward, they would be so obvious, but they are not, so we need to know how do we detect satanic error. Listen to these profound and very wise words from the great Charles Spurgeon, who wrote, Discernment is not simply a matter of telling the difference between what is right and wrong. Rather, he said, it is the difference between right and almost right. Right and almost right. So we want to delve into this passage and understand how to tell the difference between what's right and what is almost right, but in reality is really wrong. Really wrong. Now, as we explained last week, the way John presents his teaching about discernment in these six verses is by giving us three key truths about discerning truth from error. We already looked at two of them, and we just began to get into the third one last week. But let me just quickly review. First, John tells us at the beginning of verse one that we are, number one, we are commanded to test the spirits. He says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And I told you by spirit, he means the origin of the message. Who's speaking behind this man? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it a satanic spirit? Is it a doctrine of demons? He probably uses the term spirit here because he closed chapter three by speaking about the Holy Spirit. So, his point is that we are commanded to test the spirits. This is not an an option. This is not a suggestion. This is a command. And it is a command that's not limited to pastors and vocational ministers. It is a command given to every one of us. All of us are to test every teacher. We are to be like the Bereans who examine the Scriptures daily to see if the things that Paul Paul was teaching them if they were biblical or not. We're to be like like them. So all of us are to examine every teacher we hear. Secondly, John tells us in the last part of verse 1, not only are we commanded to test the spirits, he tells us the reason that we are to test the spirits. And as I said before, it's simply this. Many false prophets have gone out into the world. There are many false teachers around. They're, They're everywhere. We're constantly exposed to them. They're in churches. They're in denominational uh, churches. They are in independent churches. They are in schools. They are. They write books. They're on television. They they're on radio. They do conferences. They're involved in in organizations. So we need to be on guard and not believe everything we hear or everyone we hear. We are to test them. Now the third key truth that John gives as we begin to look at this, and we began to look rather at this last week, these are the nuts and bolts of discernment. It's this. He tells us the way or how to test the spirits. How do you do it? He's commanded us to do this. He's told us it's really important to do this. Now he tells us how to do it. Verses two and three. By this you know the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist of which you have heard that it's coming and now 
that is already in the world. Now, starting with these two verses, John gives us some guidelines as to how to detect a false teacher from a true teacher. First thing he says here, how you can detect the spirit behind the man's teaching is that those teachers whose messages come from the Holy Spirit are doctrinally accurate about the person of Jesus Christ. They get it right about who Christ is. That is to say, they teach that Jesus Christ is the God-man, fully God, fully man. I told you last week that one of the errors that John was battling in his day was from a man named Serinthus who taught that there was a man named Jesus who something called the Christ Spirit came upon him at his baptism and then departed from him shortly before the crucifixion. So his perspective of Jesus was that he was just a man and something that I don't know what he was talking about, but some mysterious Christ Spirit came upon him and then left. That's heresy. John was fighting this, and that's probably what John is talking about. But generally, he is saying, in in broader application terms, he is saying that true teachers are always right concerning their view of Jesus Christ. They do not separate Jesus from the Christ. He is one man, fully God, fully man. Incarnate deity. Now that also implies that true teachers are doctrinally sound about salvation. True teachers always get it right about salvation because you cannot separate the truth of Christ's deity from salvation because the very reason that God became a man is so that he could die to pay the price for our sin and then save us. So that goes together. A true teacher of God's word gets it right when it comes to who Jesus Christ is And that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And not only do godly teachers, sound teachers, get it right doctrinally about Christ, but they exalt and honor the Lord Jesus. Because as we noted last week, according to John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15, Jesus said that the ministry of the Holy Spirit in this day and age is to testify of Jesus and to glorify Christ. You can evaluate a teacher, you can evaluate a movement, you can evaluate a sermon. If it does not exalt Jesus Christ, it is not of God. If it exalts, Even if it exalts the Holy Spirit, it's not of God. Because if the Holy Spirit were really in that ministry, He would not be talking about Himself so much as glorifying Christ. That's the work of the Spirit of God in this day and age. That's what Jesus said. When the Spirit comes, He will testify of me and He will bring glory to me. And I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what John 16, 13 through 15 is talking about. In this day and age, the Spirit of God points us to Christ. That's what the Spirit does through godly and sound teachers. They do not preach themselves. They do not even preach about the Holy Spirit. They preach about Christ. The Word of God comes to a crescendo pointing us to Jesus Christ. Now, that's not true of false teachers. According to what John says, false teachers are in error about who Christ is, and therefore they are in error about salvation. This is why, folks, every false religion within Christendom and every cult 
They're always off on who Christ is. They never get it right about who Christ is. They also never get right salvation. They always have some type of a works righteousness. That's one of the marks of a cult. That's one of the marks of a false religion. It's about something that they have to do and they're always wrong on who Christ is. Always. In fact, the same satanic spirit, John says, that will inspire the coming Antichrist, the one world ruler during the days of the tribulation, now is behind every false teacher because all false teachers do the same thing that the Antichrist will do. They oppose Jesus, they oppose the gospel, and they exalt themselves. So it's the same spirit because it's really Satan. Now, we want to move on to another guideline, actually two guidelines that John gives us in helping helping us know how to discern who's a valid teacher and who is a false teacher. Having already told us to examine teachers by what they say and believe, specifically concerning the person and work of Jesus Christ, John now tells us that we can do it. We actually have the capability, the capacity to discern. We don't have to be fooled. We do not need to ever be deceived by false teachers. Notice what he writes as we move on. In verse 4, he says, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. What does he mean by this? John begins by assuring his readers and by way of application, us, as believers in Christ, that we are of God in contrast to false teachers who have the satanic spirit of Antichrist behind them. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Them meaning those who have the same spirit of Antichrist. Now what John means is that we're of God in the sense that we owe our spiritual life, our origin to God. That is to say, we've been regenerated. That's what it means to be born again. And we become, according to 2 Peter 1.4, a partaker of the divine nature because of God's grace in our lives. So we're of God. We've been born of God. And because of this relationship with God, notice what he says, we have overcome them. Meaning that we have overcome them, meaning false prophets, false teachers, who do not have a relationship with God. They are not of God, but rather they are of the devil. Now what exactly does John mean when he says we have overcome them? In other words, in what way have we overcome false Teachers, watch this. The Greek word for overcome essentially means to be victorious or to conquer. In fact, the the word Nike, the sports manufacturer Nike, this word actually comes from a form of this Greek word, and the sports company uses it in the sense of an athletic conquest. That's what Nike means. But the way that John says his readers have been victorious over false teachers is that they have rejected their lies. In other words, upon hearing what these false teachers, these Gnostics, were saying in their congregation, they were saying about Christ, about salvation, these folks, John's readers, stood up to them and said, you're wrong. You're wrong. And apparently this is why the Gnostic teachers departed from that local church. Look back at chapter 2. 
verses 18 and 19. Children, it's the last hour, and just as you heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have appeared. These are the Gnostic false teachers. From this we know that it's the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not really of us, meaning they weren't saved, but they were part of our church gathering. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. John doesn't mean they just left our church and went down the road to another church. He means they they departed from the faith. They claimed to believe the faith, but I take it when you put all this together, what John is saying, because you stood up to them and you said, no, we don't believe that. That's wrong. That's error. That's not what the apostles have taught us. They got up and left because they couldn't find the platform for their teaching anymore. John says, by that, you've overcome them because you rejected their erroneous teaching. That is to say, these Christians were discerning. John's readers, John's beloved flock, they were discerning in that they were able to detect error in what was being said by these teachers, and they conquered their lies by refusing to accept what they were saying. Now, why were these particular Christians so discerning? John tells us how they were able to overcome these teachers in the next phrase. He said, because, here's why, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The cause of their victory over false teachers was and is today the Holy Spirit who according to 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Corinthians 6, Romans chapter 8, he lives and dwells in every believer and is greater than Satan who is in the world, the one who inspires every false teacher and his teaching. Now, how do we know that John is referring to the devil here? He doesn't use his name, but he is is referring to Satan who is in the world because although John doesn't mention Satan here by name, I read ahead. In chapter 5, verse 19, he mentions him. He says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. He's the one who's in the world. And the whole world lies in his lap, whether they recognize a personal devil or not. So John has stated that the reason that believers are victorious over false teachers is because the all-powerful Holy Spirit lives within us, lives within us. And he enables us to be victorious over satanic false teachers. Now, how does this work? How does he do this? Now, watch this. He does this by illuminating our minds so that when we listen to teachers, we can detect if they are speaking the truth based on Scripture or they are speaking error that is in conflict with Scripture. This is what John was talking about back in chapter 2. Let's turn back there again. After saying to us that these false teachers have left this congregation because they were not of us, notice immediately what he talks about. He says in verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you all know, meaning you all know the truth. You all know the truth about Christ and salvation because the Spirit of God has anointed you, meaning he lives in you. That's why he continues, I've not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know the truth and no lie, and because no lie is of the truth. We do know the truth. The Spirit of God is our resident truth teacher. He lives within us. 
He protects us from falling into error because every time we hear a teacher, he helps us to detect if that teacher is true or not. It's so great to realize that God hasn't left us without help. He has given us his word to light our steps and his Holy Spirit to guide us. He doesn't want us to trip and fall and stumble around in the dark. There are so many ways we can be drawn away if we aren't listening to the right spiritual voices. As we keep seeing in this study, not everyone who talks about God is speaking God's truth. There are so many voices trying to influence each one of us that we need to be zeroed in on the right voice that is speaking God's truth. We believe that this radio program is one of the ways you can hear God's truth in a clear and consistent way. That's our goal in bringing it to you. If you have missed some of the teaching in this series of messages, you can find all the previous messages on our website, versebyverseradio.org. These messages can be downloaded or listened to online. You can also order the series by calling us at 727-239-0306. We would love to help you or answer your questions if you'll just give us a call. You can help us, too, by giving to this ministry. We are on the air because of the generous giving of people like you who appreciate the teaching they get. You can give over the phone, online, or by regular mail. We sure do thank you for being a part of today's broadcast. Don't forget to tune in again next time. Until then, this is Jerry Pruden for Pastor Steve and all the team at Verse by Verse, praying that God will richly bless you as you remain faithful to Him. Amen.